Wait, hold on just a second. There's a freaking leaf blower going on in the background right now, and I'm really – I don't want it to pick up. In the... That's okay. I can't hear it. Oh, you can't hear it? No. Okay. I, don't, I didn't even know there was one. If you're happy and you know it, clap your hands. If you're happy and you know it, clap your hands. That's right, guys. Today we're talking about emotions. <laughs> crying, you baby. I'm crying. I'm sad. <laughs> Freaking emotions, man. I swear. I go through so many of my days being like, I'm not allowed to feel this way. I'm a guy. Right. At least being open right. about it, too. Right. Like, I don't know. There are multiple times in a day where I get, like, really angry or sad. You know, I'm at work. I'm not supposed to show it. Tears to us are, like, a sign of manliness or the lack of manliness. So if you were told down the line you're not allowed to cry, there's things that make us cry. If you're not crying, you're not doing it right. <laughs> Absolutely. I cried a couple days ago, actually. Over spilt milk? Uh, yes. What do you say we start this off with some beer? That sounds lovely because... I don't know if I can uh, fully talk about my emotions without a little bit of encouragement. And so today I got Stone's Arrogant Bastard Ale. So their little tagline underneath is, you're not worthy. Pretty pretty great beer to, to drink while talking about emotions. Last time I had Stone Arrogant Bastard was probably a decade ago at this point. I remember it just being extremely bitter. So I'm a little skeptical. Uh, we've got a 7.2% alcohol volume here. So here here we go. Hold on. You're man enough. You can do this. Man, what is my problem? I'm super heavy-handed. Like, half of my glass is foam. You're weak. <laughs> you just said I'm strong. <laughs> <laughs> You're proving otherwise. <laughs> it's actually really good. I think my palate for beer has changed quite a bit. This is actually a really nice ale. Uh, it is super bitter. It still has that element to it. That's clearly the, the point, calling it Arrogant Bastard. It's got a nice malty flavor that I do not remember, but it's not too malty, which I, I really, I'm not a big fan of the overly malty beers. They taste like, like molasses, totally not my thing, but this is actually a really nice balance between some bitterness and some malt, and I'm totally okay with that. Nice, okay. So what I have here is, is a standard glass bottle with aluminum lid. <laughs> aluminum? Aluminum. I have a Voodoo Ranger New Belgium Brewing Company IPA. Nice, uh, I almost that one. Did you really? Yeah. It kind of came to me, I was like, a Voodoo Ranger, the way he looks, he's just out there alone doing his craft, just manly enough to take it all on and not cry at all. This is the one. <laughs> Color-wise, golden, bright, medium, white foam. Okay, so it's very piney, very like citrus, pine tree, orange, grapefruit, like citrusy taste and uh, notes to it. Tropical fruit, grassy, floral. <laughs> Tastes like nature. I'm a man alone in the wilderness going through this forest. It's lightly sweet, and then as I'm drinking more of it, it becomes a little bit stronger, and it's it's still it's becoming more bitter. It's uh, sitting at a seven percent ABV. It's got a, a warming, clean finish. That sounds lovely. IBU is a fifty. Okay. So the the cover of my bottle has this little skeleton with the ranger, ranger cap on. 
Yeah, totally. My parents never, my parents never stressed that like, you know, men don't cry. You got to be tough. You got to be strong. You got to be, you know, it's just not something that was really stressed in my family. My dad is a crier. He's very uh, sensitive and and good natured and uh, just wasn't that type to be like, nope, manly men don't cry. But somebody made you think this or you heard this. The shows you watched. Maybe it's just people at school. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's something along the line told me that I needed to be the strong. I needed to be strong. I needed to not show my emotions, you know, like it's it's interesting because, you know, I don't recall having conversations with people growing up about emotions and like, oh, well, oh, you're such a pussy because you don't because you cry or you're such a, you know, this or that. Like, I don't recall having those kinds of conversations that made me stop showing my feelings you know i think it was just maybe a a combination of experiences that gave me that lone ranger kind of feeling you know i i have to just take what's given to me and not complain about it not express how it makes me feel i mean i think it was three years ago now i read a book called the way of the peaceful warrior a good portion of the philosophy in that book is about releasing your emotions when they happen it's really it's a great book it's um it's really it really stresses the idea of oh you're feeling sad then cry in the moment you know release those emotions in the moment right now so they don't fester and they don't build up and create this bitterness and this jaded persona that we get because we don't release how we feel hey hey welcome back into the dark blue we are crying big dark blue tears (laughs) Super excited to talk about sadness today. (laughs) No, but not even just sadness, but just about our emotions in general and how we handle them. What's the last thing that made you cry? The times that I cry are very rare. And I don't know if that's just a a natural way of holding back, but the things that I watch on TV, like a show that I'm getting into that has some really strong emotion conveyed in it, I'll give it a cry. Tears will well up. And I'm still afraid to show that. Just that alone, just a little bit of tears. It's like, what am I doing? Why am I feeling this way? Right. You're in the room alone and you're just like, no, don't do it. I watched This Is Us. I I can't lie. The storyline is just compelling, even though they go a little over the top sometimes. I actually stopped watching because it was just so damn sad like i kept <laughs> crying to it the end of every episode so i haven't seen the new uh, stuff yeah. but i think i got to season three so how does crying work what, what happens tears come out of our eyes because we feel some kind of feeling what's that feeling i mean the last thing that i cried about was uh, it was you know an argument that me and my my girlfriend had you know i, I i'm super sensitive i'm a sensitive guy you know i get frustrated over something and like the frustration builds up and as the frustration builds up and like wires are crossed and I'm not able to get my point across the way I want to and it just creates more frustration because I don't have the words to convey what I need to convey or whatever the case is in that moment I just hit a limit it makes me it just makes me cry because I don't have any there's nothing else I can do there's I mean in that moment I can't there's there's no other option for me because I've all my words and everything that I have in that moment have just been exhausted and there's nowhere else to go except tears. Right. It just comes out of you. I think crying comes from being overwhelmed by anything. I'll cry alone. And I don't know why, why is that a habit for me to, if I'm going to cry, 
to go somewhere else and cry? Where, where do I get that? Is that a natural physiological response to go somewhere else or seclude yourself? And yeah, but it's like, you know, how many of your emotions do you find trouble expressing in general? Like, you know, is it just crying or do you have trouble expressing your like extreme happiness or your extreme anger as well? It's a defense mechanism to not show that kind of emotion in front of other people. And it's kind of funny because, you know, when we're kids, we're, we're, you know, we get Christmas gifts or birthday gifts and we're just like, oh my God, this is so amazing. And like, you know, you see videos of kids just like freaking out about getting a video game for, for their holiday or whatever. And, um, and like, where does that, where does it change? You know, where does it change to where we, stop showing that level of excitement and grateful gratefulness gratitude for the things that people give us and do for us hey hey welcome back to into the dark blue today we are talking about emotions and how we handle them so we talked about the last thing we cried about i guess i would say like what's most likely to make you cry the thing that makes me cry is seeing somebody that that we would think shouldn't be crying or have to cry or just feeling very emotional about something it inspires me to cry or feel that feeling of needing to cry when i'm watching a movie or a show that's the time where i can cry and feel like it's okay to cry a man can cry you know Mm -hmm. when, when somebody when a loved one dies i'd say there's just few things more painful if anything than just the thought of that separation and and same thing Mm. you lose something close to you like a pet guys are supposed to be hard and stoic and stone-faced you know like just like with my beer that i'm drinking here this Mm -hmm. stone arrogant bastard you know it's got this overly masculine just concept to it in general you know it's like there's a demon on the front that's got huge muscles and this angry face and stuff you know if you're a strong strong male you're gonna drink this beer and you're gonna like it like this label is almost challenging your masculinity to be like oh no i'm a man i can drink this you know (laughs) and i think we're so used to it like we kind of we chuckle it off and we but it becomes so passive and we just see it in everyday culture Mm -hmm. and on the shelf and it's like oh why are you crying becomes why you're weak when you cry when those around you are looking for you as a source of strength that you you're not expected to cry and that burden leads you to be this rock that you probably didn't even intend for yourself to be and now you can't cry (laughs) because of it now you're the not crying person which sucks because (laughs) that crying that's healthy you need to be able to get that out man i went for years um you know trying to be the strong one trying to be the one that everyone could go to for help you know the positive happy one or whatever and i went so long without allowing myself to feel the way i needed to feel uh openly and regularly that i just built up this kind of like tough shell that I don't let very many people pass, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's like this encouragement to be the provider and to be like, as a man, you know, be the provider, be the strong one, be the one who's always holding things together. Every time something happens where you have to be the strong one, where, or you feel like you have to be the strong one anyway, it just right. puts another layer onto that shell. It's like, it just gets harder and harder for people to dig into it and get to know you and, where you're truly at in your life and what you need feeling alone rarely solves any problems we're healthier for allowing ourselves and each other and cry you know and i think that's what leads to so much of this like high suicide rate that we have these days and that sort of thing is that is people 
feeling like they can't go to somebody to talk, like they're dealing with all of these difficult things and these, these struggles, these financial struggles, these emotional issues, different things that just really get to people. Uh, and, you know, guys don't feel like they have the ability to, to talk to somebody about what's going on with them. And it just, it builds up to a point where, you know, like I was saying earlier, where your frustration level gets to a point where there's nowhere else to go except to tears. You know, I think there's definitely an extreme to that where it's like you feel so oppressed for so long and not being able to speak your mind that you get to this, what's the point kind of place in your life. We just kind of cover our faces uh, in shame when we cry. We're hiding in our hands. And then even then we're judged for it. It's that societal belief. If we change that, probably see an increase in men feeling safer to cry, whether you're in public or in private. Uh, and for whatever reason, like from joy or for pain, anger, sadness, that stigma behind it, or we need to, to break it. And I just... And it's, I mean, you know, that's what you and I are really trying to do with this whole thing. And, you know, with the Into the Dark Blue is really break those stigmas and kind of bring down those walls and allow men the place and the opportunity to uh, to be open and be who they are, show those emotions and talk about the things they want to talk about. It's that, that feeling of confidence uh, with ourselves and with those around us gives us that freedom to just kind of let it all out, let the tears you know, even in public, we wouldn't give it a second thought if we were confident enough. Although I'd say for those that are arrogant, those arrogant bastards out there, <laughs> they won't cry. They'll stay hard and, and just kind of carry on. But it's there's a level of confidence. Maybe you have to be an overly arrogant bastard just to not even just not <laughs> even so. care. Yep, maybe so. You know, maybe that's the maybe that's like overarching issue is that we're taught so much to care about what other people think, mm -hmm. as if like our actions are really going to affect somebody else's life so much to such a degree that we need to not be ourselves to make life easier for somebody else and i mean you and i both probably i don't know don't want to speak for you but like i know growing up in the church setting uh, is very much like that you know you're you're taught that you need to be this very specific way so you don't make a negative impact on somebody else you know right Right. Um, so they're not uncomfortable with how you're being, you know, the people I admire the most are the ones who can be super eccentric and open and just super honest about who they are and always being themselves regardless of the setting. Um, I, I really admire those people because while there is no social filter for some of them and they'll just say literally whatever the fuck they want to say, um, no matter how uncomfortable other people might be, they still, they don't, they just do it. They're, they are themselves and they are who they need to be in that moment. So welcome back to Into the Dark Blue. We're having a good cry. I wanted to ask, where do you feel safe crying? Do you feel safe crying? Who are the people that you feel safe crying in front of? Um, you know, it, it really depends. Um, one of my favorite places to cry is in the shower. Tears kind of flow with the water. Yeah, exactly. And uh, you've just got that nice warm water rushing over you. And um, Right. <laughs> right. But I mean, in terms of crying with others, like I'll usually cry pretty easily with, with Hallie. She's somebody that I cry pretty openly with. Um, she's really accepting of it and understanding like when I'm at a point in my life where I just need to cry that she she gets it you know and she she's comforting and she's just really good about understanding it you know honestly 
I think like y- you guys, like you and Amanda and like the whole group of, of everybody, I think I've cried a few times in front of as well. I feel comfortable and safe with you guys. And when I'm, I'm thinking of the times that I've cried going through some hard times in the past, it's hard for me to cry in front of my parents where I have to like, mm-hmm. I can't show my face. I have that feeling of like shame or just, Hey, just give me that time. Let me cry this out. I'll come back when I'm good. But you know, when I'm with you, like I could cry in front of you, but it's because that we talk about this kind of stuff all the time. We talk about mm. this kind of stuff with our dark blue community, our close knit group of people. Those are the few people I feel like I can cry in front of just because we've created that atmosphere of it's okay to cry. And then that unlocks it right there. It's finally okay to cry in front of other people. We haven't created that as a society. Yeah. No, I completely agree. Uh, I think it's a very intimate and vulnerable thing to cry in general. Um, I mean, quite honestly, I think there's a level of intimacy in crying that rivals romantic intimacy because you're really putting yourself out there. And, and I think there is definitely a level of trust that's, that's necessary for that to happen. Getting it out in the moment, the importance of that, like when you're frustrated or angry and you just want to yell. I've learned to get that out. Like if I'm driving and I'm frustrated, I'll just yell it out because why hold it in? I've seen <laughs> studies where it's not yeah. healthy to do that. And I feel like the same thing is true about when you're crying. You need to get it out in the moment or in some way, at least let somebody know. Just say it out loud. I'm feeling this certain way. At least say that, let the other person know where you're at so that it does create that atmosphere that we need as a society. We need it. And it's a fast-paced society. We live in a a day where technology is awesome and great, but we forget to just kind of stop and process it on an emotional level. Yeah, those frustrations and irritations creep up on us and stop us. We don't give ourselves the time of day. We don't give ourselves that self-compassion and tell ourselves like, hey, that really hurt right there. That was rough. Instead, we just press on to the next thing and we cross off our to-do list and that's not not where we need to go yeah absolutely always put on a smile always put on a smile no matter what you know somebody would ask me how i was doing and be like oh i'm great it's wonderful everything is wonderful and fine and grand and you know and i finally realized that at some point that uh you know in my senior year of high school i actually when i was about to graduate uh, it was around that time when I was just constantly just always putting on a smile and feeling like I just had to be this happy guy all the time. I literally got to a point where I was so stressed out, I couldn't eat without feeling nauseous or throwing up. Even though I was spending a lot of time with good friends and things like that, I had this feeling of depression that was just kind of looming um, because I was never honest with people about how I felt about things. Um how certain things were affecting me in my life and and being able to tell people this wasn't right for you to do because of this and you know um, my quality of life has improved significantly because of that it just opens up the lines of communication it relieves it immediately just relieves any stress that might be there because of you know what what happened it's not worth keeping it all inside just get it out in the moment like two nights ago, I think it was, I was really upset. Just, I had a long day. I had a long week. I work 10 to 12 hour days during my work week and I hadn't gotten a lot of sleep. I just needed to be cared for. I needed to be comforted and I didn't feel like I was getting that in the moment. And so I finally, like I was being an asshole, you know, and I was not responding kindly to her because I was frustrated with her not focusing on me, you know? And so I literally just stopped and I took a breath and I said, look, I'm sorry. I am frustrated because I need this from you and I don't feel like I'm getting it. In that moment, both of us were just like, okay, I feel better. We've cleared the air. 
it really did change the whole course of the night. That that word that just says, hey, I need help, I need support, it lets that trusted person that we feel comfortable with know that we're in need of that support, that, that care and that love and listening, affection, however it is. I think it really starts with that. It starts with being able to admit how we're feeling and what we need from the people around us. The fact of it is most of the emotions we're feeling most of the emotions we feel over the negative emotions that we're overwhelmed by are things come as a result of things that we're, that we need of things that we don't have balance in our lives. And so it's really just being able to recognize like, what is the underlying issue here and why am I feeling this way? back to Into the Dark Blue. We're trying to figure out where this fear of tears is coming from. Isn't there a band called Tears for Fears or Fears for Tears or something? Yeah, Tears for Fears. Oh yeah. Everybody wants to rule the world. (laughs) You know, and what's interesting is like, there are so many songs that talk about fear and sadness and anger and all of these things and all of this music surrounding us, it totally gets those feelings out. We're exposed to those things. And we we have all of these hardcore bands like, I don't know, came out in the 90s or early 2000s, like Papa Roach, that was like super expressive of, you know, cut my life into pieces. Emotions are expressed openly. And we listen to this stuff. And like, why are we not influenced by those things for emotions to be more of a positive thing. I know there's songs that I jump to from feeling a certain way because they'll speak to me. They'll have the right words because they're expressing what I'm feeling. That is a great way of accepting how I'm feeling. I think the most important part is getting it out there in the open from yourself and not hearing it from somebody else. I think we're just scared to do that. You know, that fear of the repercussions that may come, like at work, somebody seeing you cry and considering you weak. So like, are you not going to get that promotion because somebody saw you cry? You know, being in a relationship with somebody where, you know, they see you cry and you're afraid that they're not going to take you seriously anymore because you're too emotional. And it's not the end of the world, you know, to cry. It's But we have that fear it's all over if I just, if I cry one tear, it's a sign of weakness. If we did let that out, everybody's got that soft spot in them. I mean, I'd say the majority of people have that part in them that if they see somebody crying, they're going to at least dive in a little bit to see, you know, where's this coming from? Don't ever feel like you're in it alone. That feeling is irrational. That idea of nobody's going to care and that if they see you crying, they're going to just disregard what you're feeling. It's it, The compassion of strangers is actually pretty phenomenal, man. Actually, it surprised me when shortly after I moved to Seattle and uh, was going through divorce, I had a manager uh, that was several levels above me who dealing with a similar thing and we he and I ended up bonding over it because I was well I was honest with him because I was struggling at work a little bit and I was like look man here's what going what's going on and he was just like you know what I totally understand I'm in a very similar place right now you know we ended up bonding over it and having a conversation about it and both of us had the opportunity to share some of our feelings about what we were dealing with in those moments and you know here I was thinking this guy was overly masculine and was not going to understand me feeling these this sadness or this you know whatever it was that i was dealing with in the moment it ended up being a really positive interaction with this guy but it did start with a a little bit of honesty from somebody's end like on your case it was a little bit of honesty from your side of it maybe that's the key 
being honest. There's things that we stop doing at a certain age and maybe crying as one of them. We start worrying about just certain things, the, our weight, our height, the way we look, the way we feel, the way we feel in front of other people. We start really taking in how others perceive us. And that honesty is just like a real key, a real breakthrough piece that can just cut through all of that. I think you're right. There is definitely an age of awareness that happens mm-hmm. where we're like, oh, other people can see me, <laughs> you know? We leave behind that that childish concept of just keeping that childlike mindset and find that balance and trying to learn how to be honest with ourselves and with others about where we're at and how we're feeling, not be ashamed about it, but just be clear about it. And that the lines of emotional communication are, are as clear and direct as possible. It's that honesty like you used in your situation. That's the key. Well, I feel like I've cried it out. Yeah, and crying always makes me hungry. One thing I've learned, you know, it's important to let our feelings feel important. We need to feel like they're meaning something to somebody else, even if it brings tears to our eyes. There's a lot of wisdom to be gained from ourselves. We learn more about ourselves, we're true to ourselves, and the honesty is really speaking to me. Yeah, definitely. You know, and it's amazing how much of a difference that that honesty and that being forthright with your emotions, the difference that it can make in your relationships with people, uh, with friends, with family, with coworkers, all of that. So let's get out there and uh, have a good cry, you arrogant bastards. <laughs> yeah, don't be a lone ranger in it all. A voodoo, <laughs> voodoo ranger. Uh, voodoo ranger. Anyway, all right, guys. Well, thank you so much for joining us. And uh, we will see you back in the dark blue very soon. All right. Love you guys. Dude, I am so excited to be working with this great beer company. They're called Obets Brewing. They are a local couple who started a brewery here in Seattle about two years ago and have made such an amazing impact on the community. I cannot wait for you to come visit and taste their beer, Josh. I am excited to try it. Sounds really good. I've heard you need to try out the porter. Yes, absolutely. Try that porter. It's porter number three. It's what got them going, guys. So go support it. Let me just take a second to say, I am wearing this new sheath gear and I'm freaking loving it. We're working with some friends at Sheath Underwear. And for you guys who haven't heard of it, it's like upgrading from a studio apartment to a two bedroom for your junk. (laughs) There's no rubbing, there's no chafing, and I refuse to wear anything else. I'm wearing some right now. I've got a sheath hat on. They have more than just underwear. And I basically switched out my entire wardrobe of underwear for these sheath ones. They're amazing. Yeah. Go to sheathunderwear.com and use the promo code DARKBLUE, all caps, DARKBLUE, and get 25% off your first order. That's a big deal, guys. Like, seriously. It is. It's awesome.